Welcome to episode number 27 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name is Anne Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. Today, get ready for a conversation that I recently had with Ebony Time FNP. Now, you may be one of Ebony's 25,000 followers over on Instagram, where she shares epic photos of her travels. And so you may know already a little bit about who I'm talking to today. But if you don't, and if you just know about her travel, I want to also offer that what Ebony's going to share in this interview is that she has multiple revenue streams and that she has built a business for herself and a lifestyle that really equates to her version of living the good life, which is exactly why I wanted her to come on. So listen up, take some notes and remember whatever Ebony is doing is also possible for you too. Okay. So let's go. Okay. Ebony, I'm so glad that you're here. Ebony time. Welcome to nurses living the good life. And um, thank you for taking the time. I know that you are busy, at least based on your Instagram feed. Um, You are a, an avid traveler. You are an NP who also travels, and um, and I'm so glad that you're here to share a little bit more about your journey, your story, and how you, it seems, are really living your version of the good life. So, so thank you for coming on here, and tell, if you would, just start off, tell us a little bit just about your background and, um, and where you started in your nursing journey. No problem. Thank you for having me, by the way. So um, I, I am originally from New York City. Born and raised in the Bronx, New York. Um, I have a total of, I want to say about eight, almost 10 years of nursing experience. Um, I became a nurse in 2014. I have a med surge and ICU nurse RN background. And um, I completed my, my master's as a family medicine nurse practitioner in 2018. But before I even like get into like the details of how I became a traveling nurse practitioner, I was a travel nurse right after NP school. So I didn't rush to get a job or anything like my friends were landing positions and things like that. I just needed a mental break. I was working full time as an ICURN and I was a travel, I was a, um, a staff and um, RN anyways. So it was a little bit, uh, I, I felt overwhelmed. I was glad to graduate, but I went right into travel nursing. So for a year, I worked as a, a bedside RN. I mean, yeah, bedside travel RN. And give me one second, because my dog is here. So I don't want her to bark. <laughs> like, all right. That's all right. I got still in the corner. You know what? Sometimes she actually, sometimes she, um, you know, has a moment where she's dreaming or all of a sudden she's uh snoring or okay so it's all right you're in good company in the back I'm like oh my god please don't bark while I'm talking okay you can cut that part out anyways (laughs) so um I stayed for a year as a travel RN as an ICU travel RN my first assignment was in California and um before taking that travel um assignment I had told my best friends that I wanted to document my journey as a travel nurse um This was before social media. I didn't have social media at this time. And so my best friends brought me a scrapbook and they brought me one of those cameras that you could just automatically print out the pictures and then fly it off. Uh Yeah. (laughs) So they brought me that and they was like, go ahead, you know, do what you did, do what you got to do, you know, to document your journey. And I still have those those scrapbooks to this day. So I landed a position in um, 
San Francisco, California, and I stayed there for about three, I think three to five months or something like that. And I started just pretty much taking pictures of North California and like putting it into my scrapbooks. Now that gets super duper expensive, buying scrapbooks from Michaels and printing them out at Walgreens. And so it gets really expensive. And though I enjoyed doing it, I needed another platform to like do this, right? So um, that's where Front Page Ebb had um, came out. And I started just pretty much documenting all of my travels, international travels. So I kind of stared away from the state travels and started traveling internationally and documenting that, especially because I developed the ability to travel solo. Um, through travel nursing, I was like, you know what? I could do this internationally. My first trip was to Columbia. Columbia, yes. To Colombia, and I started documenting all of my travels on social media, not knowing how social media works or anything, just showcasing the beauty of different parts of the country. And from there, like people was always curious, like, okay, what does she do for work? Because <laughs> I've never spoke about work. I just always spoke about travel. And so my platform on that page had just blew up from there just because I showcased like different hotels, different things to do. I'm very cultural driven. Um, and so people started following me for that reason. And then I wanted to talk about like the process, how I got to that point to be able to travel internationally, to work with different companies and sponsorships and those kind of things. And it really started from my nursing background, becoming a travel nurse. And um, I loved it so much that when I didn't know when I wanted to be a, a nurse practitioner, even though I had the degree, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I ended up um, going to become a staff NP a year, about a year later, and I hated it. Mm -hmm. I hated it. Like I hated that I couldn't move around the way I wanted to. Um, I hated that I was that I had a limit to how much I was going to be making. I was seeing 25 to 35 patients a day alone and it just wasn't working out for me. And then I remember I came across a PA who worked the opposite days of me. And she was like, I'm only here because they're covering my tuition reimbursement. And I was like, well, they're not covering anything for me. Why am I here? Right. What's the benefit mm. to being here? I'm just supporting your company, but what's the benefit? What do I get out of it? Yeah. And so I quit after four months, I had quit completely I didn't have a game plan. I, like, you know, um, <laughs> I didn't. It just was like, oh my God, well, what am I going to do now? But then I remembered in college, um, during our college um, fair, that there was like a couple of locum tenens tables, right? Because that's what I do now, travel MP locum tenens. I usually, I usually use it interchangeably. Mm -hmm. And so there were locum tenens tables. And so I was like, let me try to just randomly apply to a locums position. Uh, I do have four months of experience in urgent care. I was left by myself all the time. So I felt comfortable managing that load of patients by myself. And I landed my first contract and it wasn't even in urgent care, it was primary care. So I managed like HIV, um, other types of infectious diseases, um, mild chronic diseases, not too much. It was more so on the HIV um, infectious diseases side. Um, and from there, I just kept doing more contracts, urgent care. I did, the, I, I was at the, I was the nurse practitioner at the first COVID testing center in New York City when they had like the COVID testing, testing outside. We were, we were amongst the first ones and 
I just left my assignment in California yesterday um, doing urgent care. I stayed with them for four months. So that's pretty much has been my life between like traveling as a nurse practitioner and then doing my international travels as well. <laughs> and why do you, I mean, you said a little bit about why you like it. I mean, in terms of, you know, questioning, why do I work here? You know, what am I getting from this? Mm-hmm. But why, why travel and why, you know, locums work? Tell me that. Yes. Um, so the perks about being a traveling MP is that your income is not capped, right? Um, I can do multiple assignments I want to do. Um, I can also do telehealth as well. And so I felt, and this is proven based on my tax returns, <laughs> that my income has drastically grown since being a traveling MP mm-hmm. and deciding that when I want to work, and how much I want to work. Um, Maybe I can't do Monday to Friday. I can only do Monday to Wednesday because I'm working at another clinic and I want to be closer to home. Um, So that's one of the perks. Um, There's other perks, of course, with it, as far as being, being able to not work on holidays, being able to be around my family and friends more, not missing out on anybody's birthday or anything like that, and pretty much mapping how my year schedule looks like. Um, I take about three big vacations where I take a month off, which is what I'm on now, my month off. Mm -hmm. Um, And I focus on other things like business, my podcast, recording content um, for social media. And um, because because that's what I do outside of nursing. And I wanted um, I was I remember being a staff MP and being so burnt out to the point where I thought about quitting nursing in general. Mm-hmm. I love patients. I love taking care of patients. I love the process of how they're doing and just making sure that my interventions worked for them or if it didn't, what can I do to adjust that? I love that part. I didn't like the politics. I didn't. I felt like nurses were undervalued and underpaid in general. And I thought it would make a difference from RN to NP, like, ooh, I finally left the bedside, now what? It didn't make a difference. So I'd rather be able to make sure that I'm mentally and physically okay so that I can provide to my patients and make sure they are okay as well. I feel like you can't do that if you're not okay, if you don't feel happy in the position that you're in. So that's why I chose to be a a locum because I love doing that and I know that I can take time off, attend to myself, and then when I'm ready, go back to it again. What does travel do for you and give you? Like how does it, it seems like it feeds you. It certainly seems like it's important to you, but what does it, what does it do for you? So at first, um, when I first started traveling as um, a nurse in general, RN and NP, it was kind of my escape from like problems that's going on in the world and at home, family situations and stuff. Like I, I, I told you before, my brother struggles with mental illness and me being the only person in my immediate family that understands mental health is draining. Um, and explaining that, you know, explaining that to my family and friends and also dealing with that, explaining that to my patients and stuff like that, it became mentally draining that I was always at a point where it's was like, I need a break. I need to get away. I need to get away. My family, they, friends, they know that I'm on vacation not to bother me. And that was good for me. Um, it, it was a form of therapy, or therapy for me. And it was super duper therapeutic. So But the other part about it is learning about different cultures, um, learning that, you know, everything is different. 
in, di in different countries, um, religion and spending time with the locals. Those are like the things that I like to do. Then come back home and I feel refreshed again. I feel like, okay, now I can work on myself or do something different or these problems that we're facing with the gas prices and inflation is not anything for me to be worried about, right? So it mentally gave me like a sense of bringing me down to a space where I felt okay to operate. And it's something that I pretty much love to do all the time. So mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. So the therapy side of it for you is giving you space, some space to be human, not to be a caregiver. Of course. And then also being able to, it sounds like to connect, like to connect with culture, connect with other people, connect with places and, um, and also maybe a, a dash of curiosity, like going to explore something you talked about, you know, being a travel nurse and becoming the, assuming the identity of being someone who travels alone, mm -hmm. not being scared of that and being like, yeah. Oh yeah, like what could be possible if I traveled yeah. to someplace that I didn't know? Yes. Okay. Um, so tell me kind of what's your version then of the good life? What is it? Are you living it? Are you there? Are you kind of there? What do you think? I think I'm living it. I'm definitely living, living it. I, um, my form of luxury is a little bit different than everybody else's, um, or luxury looks different to everybody, but my form of luxury is a minimalist. I'm very minimalist. I don't have anything under my name besides my dog. I guess she's under my name. <laughs> she's my only responsibility. <laughs> right. Um, so that was major for me. Um, debt free also was major for me. Um, the ability to be able to up and leave and travel whenever I wanted to, um, wherever I wanted to, the perks that came with traveling as a nurse practitioner that's able to reflect into me being a content creator as well, like hotel stays, um, using points for uh, paying for things, using points for air, using airline points, airline lounges. And so for me, I think that I am living the life that I want to live. And it's pretty much only up for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, good for you. Thank what? You. Tell me a little bit about kind of some of your favorite places, out, just out of sheer curiosity. You said, um, I think maybe Dubai, or I can't remember which one you said, but where's kind of one of the favorite places that you've traveled? What are your top three if you had to give them? Yes. Yeah, so I really, really love, and I'm going back. I love East Africa. Um, Tanzania is where I went to in February. I love this so much that I'm bringing, like I do group trips as well. So I'm bringing a group with me back to Tanzania. Um, I like Turkey. I just came back from Turkey actually. So. Okay. Um, and what I liked about Turkey was that there's like endless amount of things to do there and see. And um, one of the places I went to in Turkey was Cappadocia beautiful place. And I would recommend anybody to go to Cappadocia. And my third place was, hmm, I gotta think, Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Um, when I'm in Costa Rica, I feel, it's so it's weird because when I travel, I have different feelings, right? So when I'm in Costa Rica, I kind of feel like at ease, like I feel at peace. The rainforest is a lot of rain there, listening to the rain, listening to the crickets, um, feeling myself, 
reinventing myself again. That's how I feel when I go to Costa Rica. Um, when I'm in Tanzania, I felt connected, especially with, you know, that side of culture, Muslims, and um, just the Maasai tribe, like digging deeper into culture in Tanzania, I felt amazing there. And of course, Turkey is just like, you can walk around and you're like, wow, like this spot is so cool. This is so beautiful. And um, it's very different. It almost doesn't look like it's real. So those everywhere I go is always a different type of connection and feeling. I would say that those are the three top places that I really, really enjoyed going to. Tell me about what you like about nursing um, in terms of, and you've talked about it a little bit for the flexibility, it sounds like, and not having the politics and stuff, but tell me what you like about being able to switch from urgent care to primary care to more mild or chronic disease care or like why, tell me why that's appealing to you. I'm curious. Mm -hmm. um, I would say I would have to backtrack to why I do it now, but pretty much when I was in NP school, I thought that I knew what I wanted to do. I was like every, every clinical rotation I had, I'm like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> I did a psych rotation. I'm like, yes, I want to get in psych. Then I did peds. I was like, yes, I want to deal with peds. And so um, at the end of it, at the end of when I graduated, I was just like, I still don't know what I want to do. And I did two years of this and I still don't know what I want to do. So fast forward to now, the ability to do to have family medicine under my background says a lot, right? Because you can branch off mm -hmm. into almost everything, um, a little touch of everything you want to be in. And mm -hmm. so locums is able to give me that opportunity once I develop that skills. So if I have skills in primary care, then I can be submitted to primary care positions. Urgent care is my main specialty. That's where I have most of my experience in. And that's why I'm into urgent care. Um, I had a little bit of um, occupational health um, recently. I spent like four months in occupational health. So I can do some occupational health as well if the clinic is like a, a urgent care clinic with Oc Health or those. I don't have my DLT certification, but if I have my DLT certification, it'll make me a stronger candidate. So making myself more marketable in the locum tenant world, like you can pretty much branch into every anything and anything. So that's pretty much what I love about it. Besides like taking care of patients and seeing like their progression as well. Mm -hmm. Have you ever considered doing your own practice? I have. So that is actually one of my goals, my future goals. I just haven't gotten into, gotten to it yet, but yes, I have. <laughs> mm -hmm. Tell me what you've learned about, you know, from being an influencer and just being online and creating a brand for yourself in essence. Tell me what you've and you've, it sounds like you've dipped a toe into entrepreneurship. You know, you've got your side hustle with um, creating these group travel, um, which I would love, to, I would love for you to share about actually, but um, tell me kind of what, you know, what draws you to entrepreneurship and kind of what sounds appealing to it, uh, appealing, you know, um, about it. Yes. So entrepreneurship is hard. Oh my gosh. It is so hard. But I love the fact that when I have an idea, I can execute it, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
you don't know who feels the same way like you. There's going to be people that disagree. I know there's people out there like, why haven't you settled down yet? Like, I have that from my family members, so that's probably why I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, the fact of the matter is that when you do have an idea and you can execute it, and then there's people that actually agree with you, that actually listens to you, that's actually into what you do, purchasing your products. And not only that, just the ability to change somebody's life makes me feel good. So not only do I have travel, which you said we'll get into travel group trips, I also teach people how to get into locums as well, because that was something that until this day, people try it themselves. You're not going to really know everything until you actually get into it and go through those pitfalls and downfalls. And, you know, I start when I started, I never need negotiated my pay. And it was just like, okay, Ebony, no, you cannot do that no more. When I started, I was in like $30,000 in taxes I had to pay back that I really didn't have to pay back. So just being able to teach people that, you know, you can create the dream career. This is not what's taught in nursing school, but you have to be able to do it the right way. And so when I, so the, the, the nurse practitioners that I do come across, they're, they're, they might not necessarily be interested in travel or they are because I do have some that are like, look, I want to branch into business like owning my own med spa hydration and locums can help you in that way as well because now you have the freedom flexibility and the supplemental income or it can be your immediate income towards your business. Um, I had recently a new mom that came to me, new mom NP, and her main goal of doing locums was for her to have time with her family and spend time with her baby. I met her during my first travel, no, my, I think it was like my third travel MP assignment. She was a staff at that time. So it was amazing to see that she's creating the life that she wants to live, right? Um, as far as like my group trips, my main initiative of my group trips is for those who want to get into content creation and start a, a travel blog or, you know, start anything or start working with um, hotels or anything in that nature, they usually come on our, our group trips, me and my business partner, and they grab their content. They learn about being a solo traveler as well. Um, they get comfort, comfortable because we get a lot of, um, a lot of, not even nurses, a lot of people in general, some are nurses, some are not, that come solo um, because, you know, their friends are unable to um, come with them or don't have the freedom and flexibility like they do. So they trust me enough to come on my group trips so that they can learn and they can take content and so on. So it's, it's just been amazing. Like entrepreneurship is definitely not for the week. <laughs> There's days where, you know, you feel like, you know, you're laying in bed. You're like, I don't feel like getting up and doing this at five or six in the morning. I don't feel like creating content, right? You know, like, yep. I don't feel yep. like doing this. Like, yo, I, I'm, I'm just gonna quit. Like, you know, this is not working or whatever. So uh, it's been a process for sure, <laughs> but I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. Good for you. Tell Thank me you. what you think holds people back, most nurses back from doing kind of the whatever, whether it's taking the travel and the locums position as nurse, as a travel MP, whether it's starting, becoming the person who, you know, goes on a solo trip and what do you think holds people back the most? I think the main the main thing that holds people back is fear. Um, I feel like when you are ingrained that things are, and this happened to me too, when you are ingrained that things are a certain way, 
um, especially in life in general, then you go to school and you know your professors are teaching you that this is how it is. They're not te they never teach you business stuff. They only teach you about working pretty much at bedside or working as an NP in the clinics and stuff like that. They don't teach you that. So then you get into the world and like, okay, this is how it's supposed to be. So I used to always have that thought when I first became a locum um, and I first started doing my own thing that this is just temporary. Like, I, this is just, you know, you know, <laughs> I always had that thought. And now I'm three years in and I'm like, this is real life. This is my life. This is it for me, you know, and I love it. I found something I love to do. And it's like, like I told you before, when I was in MP school and I graduated, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. So it got to this point three years later that I'm like, this is what I want to do. And I want to show people how to do it. Right. So fear is one of the biggest things. And I think also like people are comfortable where they're at. So when it's time to get uncomfortable for them, it's like they don't know what to do or how to go about it or who to connect with. Um, so I think that for us, like nurses in general, they don't realize how much they can do with their career too, with their degrees. Um, the fact that I can go back to bedside and work as an RN if I wanted to. And I actually did that in the beginning of the um, pandemic as well. The fact that I can just be like, well, I'm tired of bedside. Let me go and work as a locum, you know, or I'm tired of working in the clinic. Let me do telehealth. You have to get comfortable with being that, right? The flexibility of your income as well. You have to get comfortable with that. You're used to working every, uh, working, 312s on Monday to Friday and then getting a paycheck every two weeks. Right. So you have to get comfortable with with the changes that's going to happen with your career as well. And I think that's the main thing, fear and the fact of being uncomfortable. Yeah, being comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yeah. We yeah. talk about that a lot for my group coaching program that we do because you know, you are absolutely, and I would say from my experience, it's uh, very similar, right? Trying to do hard things, whether it's create a new service, create a new product, you know, market it, learn how to do digital marketing, learn how to navigate the world of social media, use it to your advantage. I mean, all of it is vomit inducing on a good day for mm -hmm. a lot of people. Um, and, and actually, I think it's interesting because nurses in general are not afraid of hard work. No. You know, you know what I mean? Like, that's what no. I think is so interesting to see when we start talking about business and we start talking about entrepreneurship, making some money, a side hustle, creating a private practice. It's like all of a sudden this fear comes out and of that that's not for me. I don't do business. This is like, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I can't, I can't do that. Can't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so interesting because I'm like, wait a minute, you can run a code for Christ's sakes. You could, you can like, you, you could build a COVID, you know, test center. You, like I have some clients who were like, oh yeah, for CVS minute clinic or for little clinic, like, oh yeah, I just put together the whole COVID testing program and, you know, grew it and expanded it by three sites. And I'm like, you're scared of running a business. Come on. Right. You know, you could do hard things. You've done them your entire career. Nursing exactly. school is hard. NP school is hard, you know, but somehow you're like clear laser focus, you know, trying to get there. But and I just think it's fascinating when it comes to business and, you know, stepping out into this kind of a, a out of the box thinker about what you could do with your nursing background. And, you know, uh, there all this resistance comes up. And I think I agree with you that it's very much fear driven, It um, is, you know, all, all coming from like, oh, shit, 
I don't know. You know, it happened to me. So I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, me too. So you're in good company. Um, tell me a little bit more about um, this next travel trip that you have coming up and kind of this group and what you guys are doing. Yeah, sure. So um, I have um, my, my group is called Global Escape Travels. Um, we're going to Tanzania. So me and my business partner decided to go back to Tanzania, um, which is, I love it. I love it. Oh my God. I'm thinking about it now. That's why. So it's in September and, um, we operate a little bit different. Um, we're both predominantly solo travelers, um, for the very reason that sometimes everybody travel style is not the same as yours. Mm -hmm. Um, I do a lot of hiking. I hiked a volcano and people are like, oh my God, you're crazy. I jumped out of planes. I slept in tents. I slept in planes. Like, so, um, you know, that's not everybody's cup of tea. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're very selective with the people that come with us. Not only that, we only host in small, intimate group trips. So our group trips are up to 10 people no more than 10 people will be like, you know what, you can join the next one. Or we have upcoming trips, which we have Egypt. I went to Egypt. She did too. Egypt, Turkey coming up. And I think we'll do Bali or something like that in the future. But um, they're small, intimate group trips um, where they are content driven. So they're geared, they're, they're geared towards those who want to build their brand around travel. Um, so we also host, we also like once they join the, once they join the group trip that they want of their choice, we have mini group chats. So it's virtual group chats that we see each other via Zoom and we discuss the itinerary. They're a part of making up the itinerary as well, um, which is amazing because they're like, okay, guys, can I seen this on social media? Is it possible to add this in it? And the main, most of the girls' main reason, because everybody pretty much is coming solo, is because their friends are scared, fear again, to do that. So I always say, well, if you're, how are you going to grow that travel brand that you want if you're always scared or, or you're always canceling because your friends cannot make it? Mm -hmm. So the, our group trips are geared towards them to tell them, come along with us, you know? Um, and so we'll post inside our virtual group. So we're like, we, we kind of grow to know each other ahead of time. Cause it's scary. Like you're going by yourself. You don't know who you're going with and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So we kind of like just post, um, we, we have our group, our group meets once a month. We'll post like like travel inspo, outfits to wear, and place inspo that we're going to. We do activities. Of course, we dig right into culture. So our groups are pretty much geared the way that me and my business partner travels, which we travel the same, and we actually met through social media. Mm -hmm. And we met on our first trip for the first time with our group. So people find that hard to believe. They're like, oh my God, you didn't know each other before? No, we met each other the same way you guys met. <laughs> we met each other. So um that's pretty much it i love it um i don't travel with a lot of people because of our travel styles being different but we make it very clear and i think that my page kind of gives off a little bit of uh a little bit of travel blogging and content creation and culture and adventurous activities as well so it kind of gets that traveler to kind of join us <laughs> mm -hmm. okay tell me what you know knowing what you know now about brand development about entrepreneurship about locums work tell me what you would tell your 
you know, younger self, maybe the Ebony of two, three, four, five years ago, what advice would you give her? Because I would, I don't know. I mean, tell me this, do, do you today, like, if you had to be honest about looking back, like, could you have plotted like, yeah, on this day, you know, in August, I'm going to be sitting talking on a podcast about, you know, every, you know, all these world travels that I've had, planning group travel trips, helping people develop their brands. Like, did you know that this is where you would be? Absolutely not. So a lot of people don't know this about me. Um, I'm very shy, still to this day, very shy. And I remember um, my coach before I went to her, because everybody has a coach in business. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Uh, My coach before I went to her, she was just like, it's amazing to see you actually talk because I always used to look at your pictures and just be like, oh my God, this girl is inspo, but she doesn't talk. She just posts pictures. She'll post videos, but she doesn't talk. So she was surprised when I came to her um, about like, you know, here's my business idea. And, you know, it was pretty much about my struggle as a travel MP and how I wanted to avoid I wanted people to avoid struggling as well. I don't want them to take that same path. So, you know, making connections with people initially three years ago was hard for me. Like, I I wouldn't even think I would be able to sit in front of you and do this podcast um, right now, even have my own podcast. And I still, I mean, I still struggle with some public health, but my friend, my other friend, she's trying to help me get into that stuff. Mm -hmm. I think I need to do some classes or I don't know, but that is currently one of my goals right now is to um, pretty much be able to speak to people more. Um, but I've come, I've come a long way, trust me. And in order for my brand to grow and develop, I had to, again, get uncomfortable. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yes. So, yeah, I would just tell my younger self to open up more. Mm because there's endless opportunities that happen when you do, when you make connections. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm a, I am don't know if you characterize yourself as an introvert, but I agree. I think for, um, I am, I'm very introverted and, <laughs> um, you know, my battery gets drained real easily. And so mm-hmm. I'm very <laughs> conscious of that. Um, now, a couple of years ago, I didn't have a, a, an appreciation for it, so to speak. And I didn't know how to manage it. Uh, and so I think it's interesting to be, you know, to, again, if you feel like you are an introvert to be the one who says, you know, five days a week in the clinic or this type of, you know, being a staff NP doesn't work for me. And I'm going to go out and create something that does. And by the way, if my natural default is to either to shy away from connection, not because I don't love it, but because sometimes it just feels hard, then you know, maybe one thing I can do is to connect, to be more vulnerable, to open up right. and to do it at a, in a pace and in a manner, which serves me, right? right. Like, which doesn't, you know, create ex- exhaustion for me and which isn't all day, every fucking day, you know, right. like, exactly. Like that, you know, um, exactly. okay. Um, thank you for sharing that. I think that will be so helpful. Yeah. There are so many things that you've shared today that I think are going to be so supportive because there are, as you know, you and I both, I think would agree, there are so many advanced practice nurses who are out there, nurses in general, who are out there thinking that they have a prison sentence of what they can or can't do with the license that they have. And the reality is, in my opinion, sky is the limit in terms of what is possible when you become willing to consider 
you know, what you could do with all of your skills, with your brilliance, with your expertise, with the way you like to live, with the interests that you have and how you could piece something together for yourself just as beautifully as you have done. And so I thank you for sharing it. And I thank you for being an example of what's possible because I think we, uh, there are a lot of nurses out there who think it's just not for us, you know, like mm, that can't work for me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you guys, all you need to do, if you're like, I still am not convinced, all you need to do is stop the podcast right now. We'll finish the podcast episode, but then go over and find Ebony on, on Instagram and understand what we are talking about. You'll see some of her pictures and you will feel it. You will feel what it could be like to be a you know person who invests in travel and invests in her work and doesn't let work you know run life um right like uses work to fuel what she loves um you are just a a stunning example of that so i thank you for that so thank you so much so tell people because now people are gonna be like wait how do i find her tell tell (laughs) us all the details how do they find you if they want to reach out to you if they're like wait a minute Number one, I want to go to Tanzania. Number two, I want to develop my brand. Number three, I want to understand how to be, live the life of Ebony time. And I want to, you know, go do like, how do they find you? Yes. So my travel page is on Instagram. It's at front page Eb, um, front page underscore EB. Um, that's where people will find all of my amazing travels. Um, uncovering like stuff that people don't even think or places that people wouldn't even think of going to. So you'll find that there also um, Global Escape Travels. It's also a link in my bio as well. When you click there, it says travel with me and you'll, you can join one of our upcoming group trips as well. There's small intimate group trips. And if you come alone, don't worry about it. You're going to be in amazing hands. <laughs> and then on the nursing side, if anybody that is listening, wanted to get into traveling as an NP. And it doesn't necessarily mean state-to-state travel like I do. It doesn't necessarily mean to be, need to be full-time like I do. It can be local travel and part-time or per diem travel as well. It can actually fuel into your business income as well. So you don't necessarily have to quit your job. But you can still learn about being a locum. And you can find me there on Ebb, the NP, that's EBB the NP. Um, The link is in my bio. I have multiple resources about being a travel NP, depending on your level. Travel Bootcamp Masterclass, which is like, I just want to learn how to be a a locum NP and get the recruiters that you're talking about and just start tomorrow kind of thing. Whereas my eight-week course is just a little bit more training and learning about taxes and, you know, business and stocks and investments. That's my eight-week course curriculum as well. I'm also on um, YouTube as Travel with Ebb, and that's where I post my travels, and I also post my travels as an NP as well. And my podcast, Time Talks, that's my last name is T-H-Y-M-E, Talks is T-A-L-K-S. And um, that's pretty much me being vulnerable. I'm not a video person, so but I can talk all day <laughs> via audio. So it's my way of expressing myself. I speak about entrepreneurship, life in general, nursing, um, travel, anything and everything I speak on there um, as far as that goes. Um, I will get back to it. (laughs) Um, But that's where you can find me there as well. 
Okay, good. And for anybody else who's like, wait a minute, how do I do? Just go type her name in Google for Christ's sakes. Just add oh, yes. time, T-H-Y-M-E and you'll see it on Forbes and Insider because I put your name in Google. I was like, really? This girl's, this girl's famous. Oh my she, God. She's on Forbes. She's on Insider. She's making the rounds. Good for it you. And then when the patients find you and find you on social media and DM you and tell you how amazing of a provider you were when they came to see you for anything, it's like, awkward but it's nothing i could do about it but yes ebony time you can find everything and anything about me and read some of my cool articles as well they are fantastic good for you yes Thank you. you are you're you are uh, uh, an example of what is possible and i I commend you for that. And I thank you for it. And I appreciate you for it. So, um, all right. So keep traveling. If you guys are looking for Ebony, remember she has listed all of her sites. I'll put it in the, uh, the show notes today. And if you want to find her, go reach out and remember if Ebony can do it, if I can do it, there's no reason that you can't. So it's time to get started and to put the fear aside and not let it drive the bus. So Ebony, thank you so much for being here today on Nurses Living the Good Life. And we will see you next time. Enjoy your travel up to Tanzania or down to Tanzania, rather, I guess we should say. Good <laughs> to see you. you. Thank no you. Problem. Bye.